0: All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the No Bullshit Podcast. Um, what I really want to talk about today is a couple of things. Um, number one, uh, I think a lot of barbers, a lot of times, blame uh, their city and location. I know I've talked about this extensively uh, about like your location is the issue, but what about those who, who, you know, are in a lower come lower lower <laughs> lower cum, Jesus fuck. <laughs> Hopefully, y'all don't have lower come, but a lower income uh, whether it be city, town, state, etc., uh, or area of your city or location overall, right? A lot of you, uh, when I hear it, like a lot of barbers will go ahead and, and, and kind of point the finger and be like, well, my location where I'm at, like it's lower income. I don't think I can charge higher prices. Um, because you know, the clients that, that are in my area, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the hood. Like what am, I, what am I supposed to do? Like, like charge people in the hood who are, who maybe don't even have fucking jobs. Maybe don't even have like a stable income overall, or barely getting by month after month. Are these people really going to be the ones that are going to be paying me 100, 200 bucks for a haircut. Now, what I will say is, you're 100% correct. <laughs> right? You're 100% correct on this fact. Those are not going to be people who are going to be paying you 100, 200 bucks a haircut. Now, what the solution for this is not to uh, be trying to look to move to a different location, move to a higher end location, move to a different state. That's not going to be the uh, solution overall, um, because. That's just fake that all you're doing is like switching the location. You haven't fixed the core root of the issue, right? The core root of the issue is the way you're operating your business and the way you're generating new clients into your business. Now, if you're wondering, by the way, my name is Daniel Contreras. Um, I run a company called the new era barbering, where we have a, uh, coaching program where we help barbers scale up to 20 K a month, uh, and 200 bucks a haircut. Um, and I myself have been a barber as well in a quote unquote, smaller town, uh, I say quote-unquote smaller town because I, I grew up in Sacramento, California. Um, Sacramento is not a place where people go to have money in California. It's up in Northern California. So overall, people go there to go ahead and have families. It's a nice little suburban town. But people are kind of cheap. People move to Sacramento to then commute um, at, to their jobs two hours away in the Bay Area every single day. You used to have neighbors who would drive, who wake up at 4 a.m. to drive two hours in traffic all the way to go ahead and work there higher income job in silicon valley in uh san francisco uh, in the bay area so again too um i understand empathize with the mentality because i myself had the mentality but i scaled my business to be able to charge 150 bucks a haircut so everything i'm saying right here is not only something that um i have gone through myself but i've done the practice and currently doing the practice with other barbers in the barber industry just in case again to you're thinking i'm just going to be talking to my ass on bullshit in theory this is more practical advice overall so Again, I talk about like, again, location isn't the problem. Your smaller income area is not the issue overall. It's the way you're generating clients. Why? Well, we can go ahead and start with like, how are you running your business first and foremost, okay? If you hear wind backlash on that, my apologies again to him on my like uh, my daily walk overall so again do we have to look at the business overall what are we doing inside the business um, that is generating this result let's not just point the finger and blame everybody and be in a victim mindset because that takes us and our ownership of the results that we get in our life out of our hands and now we're kind of just like kind of like a bitch right you're kind of just being a bitch in your business at the end of the day of like oh woe is me everything's happening to me for a re- life is happening to me i'm not happening to life right so if we look at the way you're running your business right now, let's take an overall view. Well, how do we increase income? Well, you increase income by cutting more clients. Well, how do you cut more clients? Obviously, you have to get new clients into the business to start filling up slots that you don't currently have. Otherwise, I mean, you couldn't get new. if you weren't getting new clients, you would just be at zero clients every single month, making zero dollars. You would not have a business. That's how business operates overall. So we start off like, okay, cool. How are we getting new clients? <clears throat> the majority of you who are. Uh, listening to this podcast are probably getting clients of, of the following ways, right? We can go off of like the good old referral system, right? I think it's how every barber starts out when they fir- her first pick up a pair of clippers. Referrals, buddies telling friends, friends telling friends, you telling people you cut hair, you cut them for free, all this other type of shit, right? It's good to start up, but it's, it's, it's fallible at a, at a certain level of scale because like you won't be able to continue to up your prices because it is kind of like a slow grind on that aspect, right? I see a lot of barbers who have been in the game for like 10 plus years. I'm like, cool, how have you run your business? How have you, have you got new clients? Oh, man, everything I've built has been through word of mouth and like referrals. I'm just a proponent of that. I think that's the best way to do it. I'm like, huh, so you think the best way to go ahead and do things is to get referrals, yet you're, only, you're maxed out at charging 40, 50 bucks a cut because you know damn well if you go up any higher, your clients are not willing to go ahead and pay those higher prices and you're capped at an income level. Interesting. So that's one way. So again, to we start off our business with already a capped limit on what we can charge and how much we can make per month because of the way we're running our business just from that one avenue. Now, I think later on down the road, barbers will go ahead and get into social media posting. Um, I think 99, 97% of barbers out in the marketplace on social media are marketing their business completely wrong. Uh, and it's, it's basically what we uh, help barbers do in the Elevate Management Program is understand how do we need to be, be marketing our business online to generate new clients into our business, that way we can scale up our pricing. Now, again, too, what most barbers do when they first start off is again, they just go ahead and start posting random posts, hey, I got hair. all this stuff. Fine and dandy might give you a few clients here and there, but it doesn't really work out like the level that we have our private clients. Henry Hong for existence, for existence uh, example, right? So Henry Hong, in the last 30 days, at 100, I think it was 25 bucks, he just went to 175, generated 100 new clients in his business, specifically through social media, and he could've gotten even more, I think he could've gotten 140, yet he's, his books couldn't take on any more clients. He had requests of about 140 new clients that wanted to get into his business, but you only take 100 new clients, right? If you aren't at that fucking level, you are not doing your social media marketing and marketing and running your business at an efficient level whatsoever. In fact, you are highly underneath the mark. So again, two, we'll go ahead and start off with the referral base. Again, that's already capped limited space overall of what you're running the business. Number two, you start posting on social media. Phenomenal if we unlock that key, but the you're probably doing it is going to have a cap limit on it and it's limited and you're just wasting time doing that thing. Number three, uh, passing out business cards. Cool. So you go ahead and get some business cards or maybe you have like a virtual QR code, whatever the fuck you need it, whatever you do to shake hands and get your name out there, right? Okay, awesome. That, again, too, will have a limit on it because, again, too, how many people can you go up and watch you every single day, pass out that business card, and let you know your business? It's only 100 there's only 500 you're capped at a limit of how many people you can you can talk to on top of that that takes a lot of fucking time right and it has a very little roi in your business how many of those people are actually going to come into you (laughs) oh my god jesus fuck pause how many of those clients are actually going to come into your business become a high-paying client let's just start off with again too let's say you start charging a 20 dollar rate phenomenal you can probably convert on on a decent amount of new clients right maybe 10, 15 a month. But how many of those, though, uh, how many out of those 100 cards, 500 cards that you pass out at when will you convert clients when you're charging 100, 200 bucks a haircut? Very little. What most barbers forget is when you start going up on pricing, your conversion rates drop dramatically, right? This is no secret. Like you just outprice the market and people be like, ah, no, I don't want that. Right. And then again, too, you are capped at a limit Because again, too, number one, you can only talk to so many people per day. Number two, if you go up too high, now you're limited on how many clients you can actually convert. And now again, too, you're capped at a certain limit. And on top of that, too, guess what? You can't do this every fucking day. (laughs) You can't pass out cards every fucking day. Why? Because hopefully, if you're cutting hair, you'll be in the shop actually servicing the clients. So now, okay, cool. If you don't have time, phenomenal ground and pound but it's going to become a hindrance on you because now you won't be able to continually push that forward. One, because again, two, once you go up on pricing, that conversion rate's going to go down. Two, you're going to be in the barber shop cutting the hair, not passing out business cards, right? So again, two, this system is flawed overall. Third way, the bar- barbers go ahead and get clients <coughs> or fourth way, I guess, right? is going to be, okay, cool. Well, you know, I've kind of maxed out what I can do on my own, maybe my garage, maybe my spare room. I think I need to go ahead and start, start uh, going to a, sh- uh, a barber shop, and then obviously start getting some walk-in clients from there or get clients that they produce as well too. Phenomenal. Again, we go back to this, this, this idea. Now, number one, it's going to be dependent on, on how popping the shop is. If the pop shop gets a lot of walk-in clients overall, number two, how many of those walk-ins are going to pay you a hundred bucks a haircut when the next barber than when the barber next to you is charging 30 bucks because we all know walk-ins are window shoppers. They're not shopping for a go-ahead and end product. They're shopping for price because anybody who's in a barber shop understands this. Client walks or walk-in walks in. Hey, how much do you guys charge? Oh, we charge 40 bucks. I man, fucked that. The shop next door charged 30. I'm gonna go over to them. And now it becomes a price war. So now, again, too, you're capped at a limit of what you can charge because of this walk in flow, because there's over-demand of barbershops who will always be charging less than you, right? And they're not looking at the end product. They're only looking at pricing. So, again, too, that now was flawed. And those are like the four major ways that barbers go going to get clients. All of them have cap limits. Now, which one of those did I ever speak about? Location, city, or income of the people in your area? Zero. Right? And there's a reason for that. Because, again, none of these things matter whatsoever. We've had a client of ours who literally cuts in a, a small town in North Carolina. I don't even remember the, where the fuck. It's in the like middle of butt fuck nowhere, right? It's a small town of 7,000 people. He was, able to, he was able to scale his pricing up to 75 bucks and be fully booked up before he wanted to transition to another business. It is not your location. It's the way you're running your business to get new clients. And the reason for that... Sorry, people like running past me and shit. So the reason for that growth in his business overall is because he switched his focus from not only client retention, but got him off the thing of blaming and playing the victim mode and into, okay, cool, what can I do with my business journey clients at a high rate that will fill up my books and continue scaling up? Now, here's the kicker. You could be like, well, 7,000 people, why the fuck, how the fuck is he getting clients in a 7,000-person location charging 75 bucks? because he was not limited to his location. Here's the next thing. All those four ways I talked about, right? Referrals, your little social media posts that literally get no reach and really convert on zero clients, passing out business cards, depending on walk-ins. This is what's dependent on location because if you're not, if you're not in an apartment area, you are dependent on the people who are surrounding you in about five to 10 mile radius. Who is really, like, again, too, if these are clients who are going to be coming through referrals or coming through uh, overall word of mouth, these people typically, uh, what's it called? Stay in the same area of where they're living at, right? I mean, look at your life. I mean, would you go to a Best Buy or, like, let's say a Whole Foods that's 50 miles away or the Whole Foods right down the block? You're like, if there's a Whole Foods right down the block, we're going to go right there, right? But... If the Whole Foods 50 miles away sold a certain type of, I don't know, let's say steak that was special, creme de la creme, that you did not, that that the the Whole Foods uh, just down the block did not have, you would gladly go to that, that Whole Foods that's 50 miles away, make that drive, pay that higher pricing for that just to have that creme de la creme steak. You get what I'm saying? So again, too, people will drive to you. Two to five six hours away coming on flights overall just to get haircuts But you have to be able to generate clients that will be conducive with that result All those other four mechanisms again, it's a little social media passing out business cards referrals walk-ins That has nothing to do with this whatsoever overall when I was in Sacramento, california when I first started cutting hair, that's all I believed. Oh man, I need to go a popping location like LA. Oh man, I need to get out of Sacramento. I can I can't the barbering's not popping over here, blah, 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 blah. All this bullshit, right? And then one day I was like, huh. You know, why do I need to go somewhere else when clients can come to me from everywhere else? I was like, all right, well, how do I how do I get into like this market overall? Understood. I started marketing my business properly for client conversion rates overall on social media, and then all of a sudden the clients started pouring in. Clients coming in, driving in two hours away. Clients who would be having lifetime barbers four hours away. He had a client who would drive every two weeks. He would drive over four to five hours from Southern California all the way up to uh, Sacramento just for a haircut and beard because nobody else in his location could do the same thing. That wasn't didn't mean that he didn't have a barber in that four hour span. He drove past hundreds of barber shops overall. Right, but he came into my business because specifically I could solve a a specific problem for him at a great rate of 150 bucks. (laughs) Right, this is this, and this wasn't when I was charging 30, but I was charging 150 bucks. When I tell you it's not your location, and when I tell you you need to get this mindset out of your head, I speak from experience because I've been there too, overall, and it's one of the most How can I put it? It's one of those eye-opening experiences. Just shifting your mindset and then start saying, how can I solve this problem? And then start working on it. That gave me a lot of empowerment uh, and almost liberation on my business. Because now I wasn't a victim of this small-town mindset or I can't charge more. And I then switched my mindset. like, How fucking far can I push this bitch? How fucking far can I scale my business? Infinitely, in my opinion. Whatever I want it to be. Because at the end of the day, I knew how to get new clients into my chair at a high enough rate. And I knew all I had to do was solve the problem of client conversion rate at whatever level. And I would be set. And that is the legit only thing that is holding you and your business back. Outside of the fact that your mindset of your small town location is the, is the problem. Once you get that out of the way, put that to the side you can then start finding solutions for the actual core root of the problem. Remember I talked about that. The core root of the problem is not your location. The core root of the problem is how you're running your business and generating new clients into it. I feel like there's another point I want to talk about in here too. Um, I went on a good tangent there. But maybe I'll be for another podcast at some point in time. Oh, wait a minute. One more thing. <laughs> I remembered, motherfucker. So, this can also having an, uh, uh, another effect in terms of like you being a small town. Yes, you are at a disadvantage, but it's not, the, it's not the disadvantage of clients won't pay you that. It's the disadvantage of the group think model and thinking like everybody else in that small town thinking. Everybody's sort of small town thinking. Small town thinking is basically this. You think because again, too, you're in a small town, you can't achieve shit, everybody else is special, you can't do what what everybody else is doing in your hometown. I would challenge that directly from my own experience. Because when I was cutting hair back in 2016, before I scaled up my business, the barber who was charging the most was charging 40 bucks a haircut. So I believed I can't charge any more than 40 bucks. And everybody around me also only believed the cap limit on their business was to charge 40 bucks a haircut Which again two and three years went up to 150 bucks a haircut booming business overall Really made that idea or thought Kind of busted overall Now when you're in a small town with small town thinking people the hardest thing to do start thinking differently like like opposite of everyone else because everyone else will tell you you're wrong everyone else will tell you you're crazy everyone else will tell you what the fuck are you doing just do it like how it's always been and just be happy with the results and i'm telling you this right now deep down you do not want that for yourself deep down you do not believe that whatsoever deep down you understand that those are those people who are saying that shit are the lowest level scum. The most average thinking motherfuckers. They have nothing in relationship to what your drive is. Your drive and your focus, your dreams and aspirations are much bigger and outweigh what they could even fathom. So why would you stoop down to their level? Why would you adopt their thinking? And why would you hold yourself down and your business down and your goals down just based on some low-level motherfucker. Now, this doesn't mean you need to again to leave your city, leave your location, leave your barbershop to get around higher level thinkers. You need it to start with yourself first. Because that's what it started with myself. I didn't look to go ahead and like, oh man, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta leave Sacramento, blah blah. blah. I didn't honestly I didn't leave Sacramento. I, I cut in Sacramento my whole career. I didn't leave Sacramento until I started running the new air borrowing business. I currently live now in Miami, Florida, which, by the way, Miami fucks over California. (laughs) Legit fuck California. Besides the point. You need to start with yourself. Self-mastery is key in this. Self-mastery over yourself, discipline, your mind, your emotions, the way you think about business. And these are all things you can start fixing at this moment in time right now. You can start the fixing these things just by looking at your beliefs, listening to these podcasts, adopting everything that we're, we're going and putting out there for free, literally. But nothing's going to change if you don't go, go ahead and take some type of action on this. Now, the good thing is for our private clients and our elevated mentorship group, which I think is like a great byproduct, we have some of the top barbers in the industry who are putting out numbers that no other barber is. Tell me another barber who is getting 100 new clients at 125 bucks in 30 days and then scaling their prices up. Tell me another barber who is going out there making 20K a month consistently month after month out of their parents' garage. Show me another barber who overall is going from 75 or 60 bucks a haircut to the next month to 90 bucks a haircut to 45 days after that 125 to another 30 days after that up to 175 like Henry Hong has because I'll wait. Because overall, no other barber is producing those type of results inside of their business because every single barber is running their business completely wrong. And they're running this traditional model. So two biggest takeaways from this. Number one, your location isn't the problem. It's the way you're running your business overall and the way you're generating clients. And you have to stop pointing that finger and, and blaming everybody else and start pointing the finger at yourself and being an incompetent business owner. Number two understand that what you're doing right now in your business the way you're thinking your business The way the problems that you think are in your business are a byproduct of people that you're around Number one obviously tell them to shut the fuck up Number two look at the results they got in their business Number three start changing your beliefs about business And you should start seeing better results Hopefully that went ahead and gave you guys some uh, a lot of value right there as always um, my only request from this podcast, my only ask is going to be if you actually found this podcast valuable, please go ahead and share this to one barber overall. You to get to the idea with this podcast that started New Ever Barber Movement to at least bring barbering respectful, a uh, more respectful trait overall. And overall, just give some other barbers hope. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us are out there. Very unhappy with our lives. Very unhappy with the decision we made to be by becoming a barber. And overall lost. And I think I'll be doing everybody a disservice if all everything I've learned, not only running my own business, but now running the new era of barbering, helping other barbers run their business, is not sharing these lessons and not sharing at least some of our expertise out there for you guys to take and uh, start implementing. So you can start seeing better results. Because if I can do it, I'm a little bit of a fucking dumbass. <laughs> Did I barely graduate high school, didn't go to college. I fully believe that anybody in their right mind who has the right motivation, focus, and drive can at least uh, implement everything and get even better results. So with that, I'll see you guys in the next podcast.